Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. to the Full Sport Press Podcast, featuring hosts Jay Hove, Chef, Wheezy, and Coach Locke. Please enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations. I would like to welcome everybody back and some of you for the first time to the Full Sport Press Podcast, the premier sports podcast for the consummate sports fan. And this is your one-stop shop for all sports-related news and topics. I am Jay Hove. It's your boy, Big Jeff. We's in the building. Say what's up. We said. What it do? What it do? What it do? Coach Locke in the building. Say what's up, Cal. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening, fellas? What's up, fellas? Everybody all right? Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Made it to the weekend again. COVID free. <laughs> COVID. Hey. 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 That's the key. Me, 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 me. <laughs> you better know it, man. Episode 339. Jeff, we jumping in the time machine, man. The NBA, man, analyzing our picks as the best NBA player during their era, starting with the 1990s, and who will receive the torch as the greatest player in the world coming into 2020. FSP staff. Always FSP staff. Better damn know it. Better damn believe. Let's kick it off, man. Best of the week, Coach Lock. What you got? Man, my best of the week, man. Shout out to my boy Bobby Bowden, man. You know, he came down with COVID, but he's back home recovering from the COVID. So shout out to the former Florida State coach, great Bobby Bowden, man. He's getting healthy, man. So shout out to him. The reason that Florida State isn't FAU is because of Bobby Bowden. Shout out to Bobby Bowden, man. One of my favorite coaches of all time, for sure. That's big of you to say, Jay. Oh, for sure, man. I'm not no hating ass dude, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, Winky the Warg, man, was special, dog. Winky the Warg was special. Yeah. One of my yeah. favorite connections, for sure. <laughs> Jeff, what you got? Best of the week, man. Uh, big fight this weekend. Lomachenko versus Lopez for the lightweight belt unification. This has got a Floyd Canelo feel to it from back in the day. This big business right here, fellas. Did you want some fireworks? You want to see a fight? Tune in tomorrow, man. It's going to be big business. Pay-per-view, HBO, Showtime, which one? ESPN, Coach. Oh, that's even better. ESPN, 7 p.m. Look at that, man. Check that out. Wheezy, what you got, buddy? Oh, my best of the week is my uh, my boys uh, put out a big a big win this week, man. We was off 16 days. They counted us out. And we took care of business. <laughs> Tighten up. Hey, I can dig that now for sure. That's something to brag about for sure. 
My best of the week is Alex Smith, man. He played in his first NFL game in 693 days. He hadn't even had contact in practice since he returned, man. So to see him out there playing was extremely tough to watch. It was, oof, it was rough to watch, but I'm happy for him to see where he came uh, from with that injury and to see that big-ass brace that he would have to play in to protect his leg, man. It's, it's, man, he gets all the kudos. Comeback player to you. I hope he wins it for sure, man. Most definitely. They weren't taking it easy on him. Hell no, nah, man. They had eight sacks on, on him. Nah. <laughs> they said, hey, you out here? Yeah. You, you free man. man. That boy, we're going to make sure your therapy was all right. We're going to yeah. test it out. Man, Aaron Donald was 10 off, dog. But man. Man. Uh, worst of the week, Jeff. What you got? Uh, worst of the week. Shout out to the Titans, man. They got a great win over my Buffalo Bills. Great win. Um, Tennessee Titans fans, man. Y'all are bad people. Y'all are some horrible people. You know who you are. You're 39 years old. You're calling my phone telling me that Ryan Tannehill is the best quarterback in the NFL. You should be mm-hmm. ashamed of yourself. I'm not going to say your yeah. name. I'm not going to put you out a, there like that. They was just excited, Jeff. He's just excited. No, 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 no. He doubled down Thursday. He doubled down Thursday and said it again. No, no. He know who I'm talking to. 39 years old, man. Get it together. You should be you better than that. And wow. also Ryan Tannehill, how he acted like they was the Titans against the world. Y'all the ones that had COVID, not everybody else. Y'all the ones not going by the rules. Whoa. Great win, though. Great signature win by the team. Your fans are trash, though. Wow. Not too easy. Right. Not too easy. Well, yeah, all right. Yo, air out your grievances, man. I got, I'm got. i airing out my grievances in this worst of the week segment, my damn self. Uh, Weezy, what you got, brother? Uh, my worst of the week is my quarterback, man. He, uh, he almost – Messed his whole leg up, but we not celebrate another day. I know, I know we winning. It's just, just calm down. We need you. We need you. We need you. He, he doesn't move all the time, so he just, he, he didn't take the landing this time. No. He, he, yeah, it did look a little awkward, though, did Yeah. <laughs> he he going to break his damn Achilles. It's towards Achilles. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there you go. There you go. Break, yeah. You can break that, that motherfucker, too. Uh, <laughs> Coach, what you got, man? Worst of the week. <laughs> Man, my worst of the weekend, man, is the NBA is over, man. Ain't no more bubble. You know, it's gone. I know they happy to get home, and I, I can't blame for that, especially the the Heat and the Lakers shot to them. They went in the bubble longer than anybody because they made it to the finals, and I understand, but, you know, I'm going to miss basketball, and they talking about we might not get it back till February? Jeff called that, too. Sure did. Sure did. So, yeah, that's my worst of the week. For sure. Uh, my worst week is very similar to Jeff, man. It is LeBron James fans, not Lakers fans. I'm happy for the Lakers fans. They have class. It's LeBron James fans. I had LeBron fans call me with nothing but pleasantries coming into the season with Anthony Davis. It was officially a Kobe fan and LeBron fan truce, right? Then, especially after Kobe passed away, tragically, it was... Hey, LeBron, let's get this one for Kobe, dog. So it was all positive energy headed towards the Lakers' way. That was the mantra. Then you go throughout the bubble. It was even a Kobe clip that LeBron fans were calling me with, talking about the job's not finished. Kobe created that line. LeBron used it throughout the bubble for sure. Anyways, they were up 3-1, and I came on the show proclaiming that the season was indeed done, rooting for the Lakers to win because of the truce that I had signed with LeBron fans. Then they win, 
And LeBron fans called me with so much disrespect. I don't know, maybe it was because of Florida loss and they was channeling energy that way. But one fan in particular, and I might let him go and not say his name. Nah, his name's Sean Washington. He called me and said that LeBron, literally, ring, ring. What up, Wash? What you doing, buddy? Kobe will always be third. He'll always be third. He'll never be number one or two. He'll always be third. I said, oh my, I was not from Wash. This is a great, outstanding gentleman. One of my, you know, Coach Locke, for sure, is my best friend in the world. You understand what I'm saying? I ain't got too many friends. Listen, but Wash, man, listen, a great human being, dog. Call me very disrespectful, man. And didn't deny it either. Double down. So I declare to all LeBron fans, y'all got us rooting. We gave us your positive juju. That shit is out the door now. It's forever beef. No good will come to LeBron James as long as LeBron fans are there with the Lakers. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. But the beef is strong, Sean Washington. Hassan Rashid, the beef is strong. He dropped I heard you. Full I, heard you I, heard you, I heard you had a phone call about the Florida Gators, too. Full government names. Full government. Yeah, yeah, now nah, for sure. That's Hassan Rashid. And he he's he's just he just he's he's just ignorant. He's an ignorant asshole. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. So y'all make sure y'all check us out on iTunes, Facebook, IG, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Beyond Pod, YouTube, and of course the SoundCloud page to catch up on the full archive of past episodes of FSP. How do you do that? Just search Full Sport Press Podcast. After you do that, make sure you check out the On Deck TV hip-hop podcast with Animal Brown and Spike Lou every Wednesday. The latest issue is up, the favorite album covers episode. What are you guys' favorite album covers? Just give one from the past. I have them all behind me. These are the 30 best albums of our generation. Um, If I had to pick one that's my favorite is Nas Illmatic, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Not mad at that. Yep. Not mad at that. Hmm. It's probably Blueprint One. Simple, calm, but said everything you need to say because the album was coming. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably my favorite. Weezy. I, Drake. Oh. Drake, nothing was the same. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a real good one. I'll probably go with uh Kanye West Dark Twisted Fantasy. What? The? Hmm. Look at that. Not bad. Look at that, Weezy. Not bad. Yeah. And that, uh, the Pablo one was good, too. Yeah. Yeah. Pablo. Yeah. Different. Different. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's one with Kim Kardashian's ass on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it, yeah. it had a meaning to it, though. It had a meaning to it. If you look at okay. it, it had a meaning to it. All right. What you got, Lock? Uh, it's not on the board. I ain't going to say it's my favorite, but it's one of the ones I like. Was the, uh, I think it was the Kingdom Come album. It was like a hologram where he had the hat. Yeah, he, he turned mm-hmm. it. He was had a hat off, and then he turned. Mm-hmm. He had the hat on. That was kind of dope. And for sure, shout out to the guys that on dig, man. For sure, that was a great episode. Uh, fresher than your average, man. Me and my dog Animal Brown, man. Self help fashion podcast directly related to improving everyday fashion. We have an FTYA IG live FTYA Friday available all throughout YouTube and on the IG page directly for the culture. Wear your kicks, man. Cop responsibly, and also big unveil. Realville family Patreon page. You can start supporting the team 
October the 18th, man. Patreon will feature Full Sport Press, of course, on Deck TV, of course, fresher than your average, of course, and much, much more, man. October the 18th, pull up, spend with us, support us, and also support the real man. I can't even cop responsibly, man. Jesus. Yes, you, yes, the hell you can. You cop responsibly all of 2019, brother. Yeah, we're not in it, 2019 no more. Yeah, brother, who I'm trying to tell you, I ain't cop responsibly since 2017. So I ain't never cop responsible. Exactly. Yeah, so be happy. Um, Jeff. <laughs> yes, sir. You are up. You got 10 good wrestling seconds, man. Let's hit the button. Oh, yeah. All right. So the draft was last week, man. Quick rundown. The biggest story to come out of the draft <clears throat> Is the new day was split up. No one saw it coming. They were the most successful tag team in the world. Apparently, it's for the good. They were splitting the team up when Kofi on, on Raw and giving Big E his shot to do a solo career again. So hopefully it works out for him. But definitely was a sad day in the wrestling community. Oh, real quick, got another question from last week. Uh, Nick is on the roll. So <laughs> the question this week is, is the exact reversal of what we asked last week? What wrestling theme would you play that might ruin the moment? Hey, probably Val Venus. Hello, ladies. <laughs> hey, welcome to the big show. Could also ruin. Could also could, ruin. Could also on. ruin it too. Yeah, true. Sure. Yeah, true. Sure. Yeah. Coach, like, what you got? Man, shit. Uh, the Undertaker. The Undertaker. I was going to say Undertaker. Gotta be Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be Undertaker. I, I definitely picked the Ultimate Warrior because I, was, I wasn't going to be there for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> we just had to go to heaven again. So that's where we at. Make sure y'all tune in, man, each and every Thursday, Thursday morning, 8 a.m. Central Time. 808s and chest shots, we dropping. Remember, you might not like wrestling, but your auntie love it, man. Trust me. Man, that's funny as hell. Tweet us the questions throughout the week, man. At Full Sport Press, don't forget to comment and give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page. On the iTunes page, please rate and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. Tell a friend. To tell a friend. That the revolution will be podcasted. And before we get started with the first half, Wheezy, do you have a yellow box of Cheerios award recipient for the listeners? I do. This week's award recipient is Orlando Magic's Aaron Gordon. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He played forward. Um, his name is Aaron Gordon, man. Athletes can have it bad enough when random women try to expose them, right? But some of them, as of late, Jamal Murray, not going to go into that, um, expose themselves when they post stuff online. Aaron Gordon is the latest of these victims. The Orlando Magic Ford recently took to his Instagram story to show off his sexy girlfriend in her outfit. What he didn't realize, instead of actually looking at the pic before he pressed send, he posted a pic that accidentally showed off her nipple to billions of Instagram people. Come on, AG. Proofread the pic before you hit send. Everybody just saw your queen's nipple, man. Congratulations. You played yourself. How do you post? How do you post that? You ain't genuine, brother. You're not anxious. Yeah, this is the thing. If you ever post anything on in the story part, it can get tricky. It can get tricky, <laughs> especially if it's something that you recently took the picture of. You know, sleight of hand, and if you got two, three million followers. They check your shit periodically. It's quick. All it, all it takes is one quick screenshot. Screenshots, screenshots quick. Done. Even thinking about that, I don't want to mess up like that. 
Gotta protect the queen, man. For sure. Now, if you and now here's another thing. Um, years ago we had a show called Man Law, right? And there is a man law that also states you don't need to be taking a picture of anything that you feel unquestionable about. So if that's a John Brown pick that you're speaking of, not saying any names, listen, hey man, don't do it. Just say no. <laughs> Just say no to John Browns, dude. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God. Let's move on. <laughs> but keep it out of your photos, though. Keep it out of your photos, though, for sure. You how you getting at the Aaron Gordon, man? We're gonna get that prime, man. We'll you better. Prime. Oh, for sure. <laughs> hey, keep the John Browns to yourself. <laughs> keep the John Browns to yourself. <laughs> you guys ready to get started first half? Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. The first half is underway. Full sport press. First half, the hottest sports news of the past week, like we do each and every week here at the Full Sport Press Podcast. Before we get started, I am Jay Ho. It's your boy Big Jeff. It's your boy Weezy. What it do? It's your man, Coach Lock. Lock, where can they find you at on social media, my brother? Same place, man. Twitter and IG. Lock underscore the underscore great. That's T-H-A. Get at me. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Weezy? I'm FSP underscore Weezy on IG, and I met how Weezy on Twitter. There you are. Holla at you. Holla at you. Jeff, <laughs> who you at, Franchise? Jay Easley 84 across all social media platforms. Damn right. You're damn right. And I'm Jay Hove on Instagram and Twitter. Have a conversation with me on Twitter, man. Let's talk about it, man. What do we talk about on Twitter this week? Most disappointing R&B yeah, trajectory of R&B people. I said it was Carl Thomas. After emotional, went all down here. That's, that's kind of hard to, to top, though. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. That, that's the best of the best. The bar be, real be high real. with that first the album. Real I had some good... Somebody said... Uh, Mario Winans? But it was a song. It wasn't a project, though. Donnell two, Jones. Like, he had two on that album. Donnell Jones was. Donnell Jones had, had some two. shit after that. It he wasn't as good as where I want to be. Exactly. Because Carl but, Thomas had some shit after that. It just no, wasn't. No, no. no Emotional is a top five R and B album, dog. Carl yeah. Thomas ain't had nothing like that. After no. That. At least Donnell Jones had some shit. You know what somebody uh, said? And then we'll we'll get to what we actually here for sports. What? Case. I was just about to say case. Yeah. I honestly was just about to say Case. Case had some shit. Case had some shit. Yeah, Case had he did. Shot. Go Jay Holiday. Yeah, I'm gonna say that too. One, Jay Holiday. One song. Jay Holiday let us down. Well, no, but that record and that record was straight. But was it better than emotional? Nah, nothing. No, nothing's no. being there right now. Nothing. Nah, nah. You know who? You know who's looking like that going that trajectory? Oh. Tiller. The second album, the third album was okay. The one that just dropped this last time was okay. This last one was okay. This saved him. This saved him. I don't know. I'm be real. That, that trap soul is so fire. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. But we are here for sports. True enough. So Weezy, you are up. You have a three and out, right? I do. Yeah, man. Let's kick it off, man. You up? All right. This week's three and out. I asked for five, coach, but they gave me three. Let's see how it goes this week. The first one. We're talking about rookies. Let's talk about rookies. Chase Claypool, man, from the Pittsburgh Steelers had a game. I think I think he did some. We not, might not ever see it again. It's gonna be a long time before we see it again. Only, only seven catches for 115 yards, and three touchdowns. I don't think we'll see that too many times. Number two, we're going to the vets now. We're going to the vets. Malcolm Butler had two interceptions on Tuesday night. Yeah, he good. He said, "Call him Mister Tuesday." He said, "Call him Mister Tuesday Night." Hey, Jeff. Anytime is Mister or somebody giving themselves their own moniker, 
You know, two weeks ago to... he was getting his ass kicked by yeah. Justin Jefferson, who's a rookie. Cooked. He didn't play number three games, but my Cooked. bad. Cooked it. Cooked it. All right, and number three, Deshaun Watson's back, buddy. 25 for 35, 350, 359 yards and two touchdown, three touchdown passes. Deshaun Watson's back. You snuck in about five on that, Weez. I, I kind of yeah. got six. Yeah, you snuck, you snuck in some shit in there, man. <laughs> we going to edit that shit. We're going to get that shit up out of there. I know what you're going to do. Ain't talking about five, 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 one, <laughs> yeah, I saw that shit. I'm on to your shit, boy. You, hey, boy, you can tell you from North Nashville, man. Then over there, but uh, never mind. I was about to, I was about to woo. They your, hood, your, your hood ain't even standing no more. Your hood ain't even standing no Jeff, I know. Hey, Jeff, we got the hottest hood in the city. I should just flourish it. You put, nah, a, you put a you put a court out there, you might reach it. You go man, back. You can leave the doors unlocked over there now. Hey, hey, you're right. Look what I'm trying to tell you. It, hey, since the year of 1985, when you get off the exit, Wedgewood, mm. you're smelling bread. Mm. Oh, don't ever forget that. You smell a bread company, baby. They bread <laughs> gone. They bread, bread <laughs> gone. Been gone. Been gone. No bread there? Are the bread there? Are the bread there? Are the bread there? <laughs> <laughs> you still there? Yeah, you still there? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. You need anything? You come to South Nashville, Jeff. <sighs> Let's do FSB it. FSB Fantasy Football Breakdown, man. Let's start it off. Yes, sir. All right, man. I was able to sneak out a win. I'm gonna start off with myself this week. I'm three and two going against the diplomats who are one and four. Shout out to Cam. Uh, this is actually Cam is projected to win this one easily because I don't have a quarterback at the moment because <laughs> Matt Ryan and the Falcons are closed for business. And I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to figure it out though. Moving they, on. They're going to play. Yeah, I don't know. But it, it's, it's a little risky, but we'll see. Up next, we got the preseason champ. Shout out to Chain against Big Draco. Shout out to Chaz. Uh, Chaz is three and two, and preseason champ is two and three. Uh, Big Draco is projected to win this one by twelve. Moving on, we got the five and zero oh, Kanye twenty twenty four. Oh boy, shout out to AB against the one and four Coach's Corner. That one win coming off of me. Shout out to Coach Wayman. Coach Wayman is projected to win that game by two points. It's going to be a close one, apparently. A Royale with the cheese at 4 1. One time for twin. Going up against Now Watch God. Still the best name in the league. Shout out to Sean Watch, even though he caught some caught some strays earlier. But you know, with no still... strays, them straight shots. With no strays. With no strays. Oh. Okay. <laughs> A Royale with the cheese is projected to win that one by it looks like 12 at the moment. 12 is the number, I guess. Show me them titties. And shout out to him, man. You know, he got to learn a little fantasy football etiquette, but we're gonna keep that off the show though. Um, shout out to him. He's two and three right now. Going up against you choose the side. It was one and four. It's gonna be a barn burner, barn burner. Both teams need a win right now. It's a four-point slide either way on the projections. We'll see who pulls that one out. Pause. And then last we got the Vandalay International. One time for Reagan at one and four. I think he's actually changing his lineup this week, so good for him. Against TB12 memory loss. <laughs> Shout out D Harris at 4 1. Uh, D Harris projected to win that one by 16. So we'll see. And that is your week six fantasy football update. See, that's why I don't play that shit. All this <laughs> unbearables, people not playing the last minute because of COVID. You can't control that shit. That's why I don't play that shit right there. Goodness gracious. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, let's keep it in the NFL. The Atlanta Falcons coach Dan Quinn and general manager. De, uh, Thomas Dimitrov, who saw their team start 0-5 for the first time since 1997 after a Sunday loss to the Carolina Panthers have been fired. Team President Rich McKay 
will assume day-to-day oversight of football operations in the interim and defensive coordinator. Jeff's guy, Raheem Morris, will take over his head coach. My question, was this firing fair or foul? I think the reason why people think it's fouls now because they waited so long to do it. They might have waited two two weeks too late. This was, I mean, I'll, st- I'll say it. I'll remind people of my shortcomings. <laughs> I picked this team to win the NFC South. They have the talent to do it, you know what I mean? But to lose the games where they've been losing and – Compared and then coming in, coming off of, excuse me, what they did last year. Yeah, this might have been two weeks too late. This is definitely fair, man. It goes back to the 2017 Super Bowl loss. They were up 28 to 3 against the Patriots. It's the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history. Then the next two years, they finished seven and nine. It's definitely fair. Like Weezy mentioned, it should have happened at the end of the 2019 season, man, because they ain't making the playoffs. So they're only one of three NFL teams right now without a win. So it definitely was fair. Fair for sure. It was time. I think Dan Quinn had lost the locker room after that Cowboys loss. They were ravaged with secondary issues as far as injuries, though. But the coaching, which was the reason why they were fired, they were abysmal, man. I think they give this job to Josh McDaniels. I don't want Eric Bieniemy to go there. I think I need him to go to Houston with Deshaun Watson to kind of get that offense and show the world he was actually making those plays for uh, Big Red and also Patrick Mahomes, but I like Josh McDaniels there, letting him start fresh, probably with a new quarterback, the agent Julio Jones, maybe trade him, but you have Kevin Ridley. They couldn't beat the good guy in Josh McDaniels because it was 28 to three, just like coach mentioned in 2017 in the Super Bowl. He was the reason behind that. Can't beat him, man. You got to have them join you for sure. Uh, we're going to keep it in the NFL. After reportedly trying to trade Le'Veon Bell, the Jets have gave up on the expensive required running back. They let him go. Now, they're still on the books to pay Bell $2.5 million bonus Thursday and a prorated main of his base salary, which amounts to $6 million. With that being said, so Le'Veon Bell is signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. Is this a good place for him to go? I think so. I, I, think, it's, I think it's almost like hitting a lottery for him. I think so. He went from worst to first, pretty much. People saying that he ain't got much left in the tank, but he he, he didn't come up with any major injury or anything. He just fell out with the with the organization at Pittsburgh, and he. I agree, man. Um, I don't think he's. I don't think. I don't think it's glue gun season, as we say here on FSP. I don't think it's that yet. I do think he has a couple of good years left, and and what better situation to go to than Kansas City? with their offensive firepower they have and just give Patrick Mahomes yet another weapon, you know, to have at his disposal. Uh, but one thing about the Jets, man, they have definitely drawn a, a, a line in the sand and they're, they're siding with Adam Gates. As you say, we, they chose a side. They definitely they chose, chose a side. Hell yeah. They definitely roll with Adam Gates on this one, but a hundred percent, man, you got to look with the chiefs. They rank in the top half of the league with both total rushing yards and efficiency of their running game. Prevented a full surge as far as looking for a running back. So they went ahead and went with Weezy's guy, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Here's the thing Clyde Edwards Hilaire needs help. And if you have a chance to get a player, magnitude, Le'Veon Bell, who's the best running back in the entire NFL, just three years removed from being that dog. Let's talk about Adam Gaze, man. Listen, a year and a half, Adam Gaze took this job. He shipped off Jamal Adams, Hall of Famer, for sure ruined Le'Veon Bell, which is a top three running back just three years ago, and made Sam Darnold look like, I don't even want to say. But, dude, and that's just in a year and a half. 
I remember us sitting on this exact show and saying, I ain't gonna lie, Sam Darnold, he'll be all right. He just needs some weapons. The problem is Adam Gaze, and he will be fired very shortly. But with back to Le'Veon Bell, he's a complimentary piece, not the show. The Chiefs will hope to find a way to unlock him, and I think Eric Bieniemy would do that for sure. Yeah, this was good for the Chiefs, man. Like you said, with Clyde Edwards, he has his moments, but he's struggled in the red zone. On seven touches in the red zone, he's only scored once. That's what Le'Veon Bell is going to be able to excel and help them because the backs backing up Clyde Edwards, they're not really it. So you get Le'Veon there, it just gives you another dimension to that offense. All right. Let's move on to you know sport we don't talk about a lot here on FSP. The Octagon. Conor McGregor will return to the UFC in some may say late 2020, but it's looking like early 2021 to fight Dustin Peoria. Now, if you that thing sounds familiar, they fought before in 2014, and McGregor won by a first round TKO at UFC 178. McGregor is now 22 and 4. You, you may recall we covered his retirement. <laughs> earlier this year um, he said he was done that was the third time in four years that he's retired but McGregor says he's back for the UFC and his next fight after uh, apparently Dustin or if he he's assuming he wins against Dustin he said his next fight is going to be against Manny Pacquiao are we here for this guys what are we doing I think McGregor just wants to fight man I think he made it clear at that point it's frustrated that he fought the last time in January and it was 40 seconds so I think he's itching to get back into the octagon. He also recognizes he's a bigger draw than the actual belt is. So I think he'll be confident because he already beat this guy's ass before. It's a clear win, and it's an easy chance for him to get back at a title shot. So this will be easy work. He'll bring in $20 million. He's the show at UFC, and um, it's easy money for him, man. Once a fighter, you're always a fighter, man. They never that itch never leaves them. But at some point, they realize, okay, yeah, I'm too old. I can't do this anymore. But he hasn't gotten to that point. The one thing I'm not here for, though, I do not want to see him fight Manny Pacquiao. Please don't do that. I had someone tell me they like Conor McGregor's fighting style this week, boxing style. What? So you gotta stop here's... talking to people that you talk to, Jeff. <laughs> you be talking to some dumbass people, dog. What the hell? I could I could avoid this conversation. This was just, oh, okay. I, you know, this was just somebody just randomly talking to me. I was like, ah, you do a sports show? Yeah. You know what? What do you think about Conor McGregor's boxing? Man, that was the most random thing I've ever heard. Like, <laughs> but all right, but you gotta you know, hit him with the walk off. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. Or all you right. just grab the phone, hold up, hold up, bro, hold up, bro. Yeah, what you doing? No, my bad. You know what I'm saying? You gotta hit him with that. That works. <laughs> that works. Still works. That still, still works. works every time. Especially when you got AirPods, you just be like, yeah, Life yeah, yeah. Savers. Oh, my Life God. savers. You know, for sure. <laughs> Y'all ready for halftime? Let's get it, man. Let's do it. <laughs> We're at the midway point. Enjoy all of the halftime festivities. Halftime, in case you missed it, Ty Lu will become the next head coach of the Los Angeles Clippers. Lou and the Clippers agreed to a five-year deal. Lou had significant support from many key players on the Clippers and plans on adding Chauncey Billups to his staff. Lou's deal is believed to be approximately $35 million over five years or $7 million annually. Is this a good replacement for Doc Rivers? Ty Lue deserves a job. He deserves a championship-level job. He's a championship-level coach, has the respect of the players. It's a great pickup by the Clippers. That's my only thing. That's, we're going we're gonna to really find out if he has respect of the players with this team. We're going to put that all to the test. I think he is. He's young enough where he can relate to him a little more. 
Uh, he'll do some things differently than Doc did just because Doc is an old school guy. Even though Doc is a player's coach, it's just some stuff he just can't relate to because he's so older. So much older, shall I say. But I'm glad Ty- Tyrone got this job, and I'm anxious to see how he's going to do. This is the thing, though, y'all. All right, he backdoored David Black, got the Cleveland job. Now, is he backdooring Doc? To get this job, I'm saying it just looked crazy. Hey, no, they, they, no, they, he didn't backdoor dark. They, they fired, fired Doc. They fired mutually, Doc. mutually, mutually. The Doc. owner was mad at Doc. Was that, why are you shooting the messenger? Y'all shooting the messenger? No, I'm asking a question. You, I said, oh, that's I, you asked it like you felt like yeah, hey, you twisted hey, that one. You twisted that one around. Hey, does lightning strike twice? Is all I'm I saying. think it's just succession. I think Doc set this up himself. I, I think Doc had. I think Doc had this place set up. Like uh, both of y'all got conspiracy theories going on. Hey, I man. mean, if you're not you're not hiring those coaches, like Doc wants a coaching tree. He wants a, a coaching tree like a, like like NFL coaches you see all the time, like a Belichick having a coaching tree. Doc wants something like that too. His assistant, he had all star assistants. He had Sam Cassell, Tyron Lue. Yeah, but you, guy. He me. had some guys though. Tibbs yeah. is a guy too. Woodson. Yeah. yeah. So I think Doc just wanted to have a succession tree. That's all. Here's the thing. What Ty got to fix? Not X's and O's. They ain't got nothing to do with it. It's chemistry. It's getting that locker room together. Throughout the year, they said that clearly it was a fight in the playoffs with Montrez and Paul George. And when Paul George said at the end of the season, talking about it wasn't a one-and-done season, it wasn't all-in, that was met with a lot of arrows. And then you got Kawhi living in San Diego, and he's not being held accountable for the same standards as everybody else. In the bubble, the Clippers lack grit. They need to get that back. As Ty Lue's number one job is to get that team together and manage those personalities. X's and O's will come together when you got great players. The thing the thing is, we don't talk about this too much. To me, and y'all can, may not agree, the thing about this is their two best players aren't their leaders. That's a problem. In the, in the NBA. That's a problem. Your two best players aren't your leaders. And this is, you know, one of the few times that we Kawhi's been in a situation where he's had to be the leader. Like in Toronto, you still had to respect the Kyle Lowry, people who've been there, Serge Ibaka, people who've been there for a while. With the Clippers, all right, bro, this your team. And Let's you don't want to talk to nobody. And Paul George is Paul George. Paul George is Paul George. Huh. Yeah. Paul yeah. George is Paul George. Ain't no question about that. I agree, that. Jeff. Pack sure. him up. Is Paul George still a top 10? No, I, I I thought he was I thought he was on outskirts the top ten whenever you used to say that. Hey, I think he number eleven now. Mm. I don't think he did high. That's high. No, 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 no. Wait now. Then you got because you got to you got to go off this season. You can't go off what happened before that, coach. Even with this season, boy, average twenty four. Like don't do that. That's still ain't, come on, ten, ten. I said he's eleven. Eleven is high, and it's not even a slight against him. There's not. Ten players, bro, that you're not picking be before film. Paul George. Dog. We got to talk about that off air. Yeah, let's do it. Let's just start saying Tough. The second half is underway. Full sport press. Second half, the GOAT show, and that is the greatest of their era. Doing this, the NBA edition. Before we get started, I am Jay Hope. It's your boy, Big Jeff. It's your boy, Weezy. It's your man, Coach Locke. Like throughout NBA history, we often seen one or two players seemingly dominate the league for a decade. These guys were the face of the league, the most impactful players, and simply the best talent in the world at their respective times. Now, when it comes to ranking the greatest players ever, 
Analyzing the player's impact during that era is arguably the most important thing. As we approach 2020, seeing how the NBA season will start, it's time to look back which players or players in their era were the best during that time. We will be breaking down the 1990s, the 2000s, and the 2010s. It wouldn't be FSP or show that we're doing without a criteria. Jeff, give out the criteria. So you got to have some accolades, as they say. Some scoring titles, some all-NBA teams, throw in a couple of defensive players of the year, maybe an MVP or two, you know. Definitely a finals MVP. Guys, let's keep that in mind. Finals MVP matters for you guys out there. Okay. Relax, Jeff. Relax. All right. And some NBA titles as well. Your team got to be able to do a little something as well. So that's that's our criteria. <laughs> we, yeah, we're going to start with the 1990s, man. The GOATs. G-O-T-E. So let's kick it off with you, Easy. What you got? Well, the 1990s. This, this one should be unanimous. This is the easy one, so that's why I went to you go think so? 1990s? Yeah, it should be pretty easy. Michael Jordan. Six, six NBA championships. Offensive player, I mean, MVP, defensive player of the year the same year. Six finals MVPs, two three-peats. Uh, never went to a game seven. Don't need to say more. Made a movie called Space Jam. They, uh, you know, Michael Jordan, man. Uh, the 90s, the 90s is a weird space because you factor in, you know, you got the Jordan years. Cool. You got the Rockets years. And you kind of got the start of who I have as my, you know, next decades, you know, go of his era. But I think when you break it all the way down with the accolades and the team success, like like we just said, as far as NBA titles and six finals MVPs. Remember, finals MVPs matter, ladies and gentlemen. Keep that in mind as we progress in this argument. Hey, as we talk about that, Jeff, you don't have to. That's not the only thing in the world. Some of the best players in the world don't have finals MVPs. You got Jerry West, who's the fucking logo. And he's wow. won one finals. He won the finals MVP. He didn't even win the damn championship. That was um, great. Yeah. LeBron should have that too, but we'll talk about that later. But anyway, so I, I do agree with Weezy with everything he said. It should be Michael Jordan for the 90s. You can make a case for other people. I'm pretty sure my Steve panel is going to do so, but I'm going to go with Michael Jordan for everything Weezy said. You're right, Jeff. There are a couple of people that you could make an argument for, but I'm not going to waste the people's time. You got to give it to Jordan, man. No need for me to read the accolades that you guys already mentioned. The one that was not mentioned, though, he's the only player in history ever to win the NBA MVP regular season, all-star MVP, and finals MVP in the same year. Only player ever do that. That's a big boy stat. It's tough, man. Akeem Olajuwon was tough in this era. I think he's one of the greatest offensive and defensive players in NBA history. I think he's the best center that ever played the game. Agreed. He also took advantage of Michael Jordan leaving the NBA and completely dominated for a couple of seasons. But you got to go with Jordan. It's very difficult not to do that. Um, just simply dominated the league with scoring and the drive to win, man. So everything that you said, you got to go with Mike for the 90s. But I think who's second in that 100% is Akeem Olajuwon. It's, it's close. close. Carl Malone was tough. Yeah, Carl Malone make an argument, man. You can make yeah. an argument with Carl Malone. You can make an argument um, even with John Stockton. Don't be disrespectful. Um, you know, so yeah, he was a part of that. There's no there's no Malone without Stockton. So Yeah, but two two to two MVPs for, for Carl. Yeah, Carl's tough in that, for sure. Yeah. Patrick Ewing had a lot to say in that, in that era. Who that? Patrick Ewing. 
Yeah, Pat did hurt, good shit though, coach. I said what hurts Pat is that he played Olajuwon in yeah. loss. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that kind of yeah. hurts Pat. Let's move along to the 2000s. Everybody has their own person for each era. So, Weez, you can kick it off with your GOAT, greatest of the year in the 2000s. Greatest of the year in the 2000s. From my knowledge, I'm going to go with Kobe Bryant. He three-peated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I saw an 81-point game. Mm-hmm. He went, he went, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking just accolades. He got an MVP during, during that decade. I, 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 saw, I saw that run when he scored 40, 50, 40 straight points in, what, nine straight games? I mean, I couldn't argue with that, but I'm pretty sure, like you say, my esteemed co-host will, will help me out on this argument. All right. The person I'm going with won four championships during this time frame, um, won three finals MVPs during this time frame, was first team all defense. Jay loves first team defense. Was first team defense seven of the 10 years in this time frame. You know what happened the other three years, Weezy? He was what? second team all defense. <laughs> <laughs> was first team all NBA eight years out of the 10 years of this time frame and a two-time MVP and just throwing the all-star MVP just because Tim Duncan is the greatest of this era. Kobe's great. Kobe's amazing. Kobe's two, but one is Tim Duncan. Duncan only got two finals MVPs through that era. Like, like Jeff mentioned, there are a couple of people you can go with this. Tim Duncan definitely had the, the accolades, the wins, the awards, however you want to say it. You could even throw Shaq in there, but I think Shaq's later years hurt him because he came into the league a little earlier. So with that, I did give it to Kobe. You know, he showed that he could lead the team without Shaq for them two years, one of those two. He averaged 28, 6, 5, and 1.2. Four-time NBA champion, like you mentioned, one-time NBA Finals MVP, uh, MV, uh, 2000 NBA MVP in 2008, 10-time All-Star, three-time NBA All-Star Game MVP, two-time scoring champion, and eight-time All-NBA First Team, two-time All-NBA Team, 2005 All-NBA Third Team, six-time NBA Defensive Team. So, I mean, Kobe did it, man. He just did it the right way, like the stuff Weezy mentioned. We can go through a couple of people with this. Shaq, you know, he was good. He was the most dominant from 2000 to 2003. And then that's when that shit was over with. Shaq was dominant, one of the most dominant players in NBA history, but his shit started in 1992. So he's at the downslide of his career. I think Tim Duncan is second on this, for sure. He's the most consistent player on the most consistent team. But Kobe Bryant through this era is not playing with any other Hall of Famers but Pau Gasol and Shaquille O'Neal. That entire time, he played with Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker. Two Hall of Famers the entire time. It's times when I saw a person steal a finals MVP from Tim Duncan. Is that not true? That only happened one time during this era, Jay. I'm just only saying. One time. I'm just Kobe, saying. It happened to Kobe three times. He had, Ron Artest, he had Ron Artest on that team too, Jay. He, Ron Artest is not a Hall of Famer. My bad, Jay. The only reason I didn't pick Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan never won a back-to-back title. True. He never won back-to-back. Never in his fucking career yet. If you're basing it on back to backs, then you gotta give it to Shaq. Cause Shaq was the most dominant player on those three on that three P team. I'm just but telling you, I mean, we're we talking about that was a three year run, Jeff. It's how many years are we counting? We're counting 10 years, family. And he and it was hey, somebody took a finals MVP from him and he's the leader of the team. Shaq, 
Oh. <laughs> remember you said that. Remember you said I'm that. I'm just saying that we only. That's what we're talking about, right? That's what we're talking about, right? Then Shaq was leader of the team. Now, I, Shaq has always been a leader of the team, right? There was one A, one B. Got in the league in '92. Got Shaq, to the Lakers in '96. Yeah. You, of course, it's gonna be seniority, right? I'm just saying when I say that all the time, you be you know you give me crazy. No, what I what I what I, I, I would always say is, hey, they not getting those rings without Kobe Bryant, dog. Throughout what Kobe Bryant did throughout that decade, set the precedent, and there's no question he's the best player of the 2000s. Come on, let's go, let's go. Let's move on to the 2010s, man. Put your we on, y'all. Uh, by 2010, I'm gonna make this short and sweet. I'm gonna go with LeBron King James. Uh, 10, 10, 10 NBA Finals. He's done one four of them. Uh, four-time MVP. Ten NBA back- Finals in this era. Well, that ain't true. Era. No, not in this era for sure, but. Ah oh, shit, he got me. <laughs> and we gonna talk about, yeah, he 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 put your gloves on, Jeff, because he he come to play. Golly, that threw me off right there. Move, y'all go ahead, go ahead, Jeff. I got you, Weeze. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Look, man, we can go through all the accolades and all that. Fine. This is a generational talent. Been in the spotlight since he was in high school. Fast forward to to this uh, decade we're talking about right now. Depending on who you ask and when you cut it off. He has what Olympic gold medals, got that. <laughs> All star MVPs, got that. MVPs of his own should have more than what he has, but he got two of those, I believe. He had two of those within this time frame. No, I'm sorry, three of those within this time frame. Three the travesty is the most dominant person that you talked about. Shaquille O'Neal only got one. Kobe no, Bryant that's, that's, got one. So now, I just don't understand. So if if we're gonna do this now, we have to make sure that we are quantifying the, the power and the strength of certain awards because throughout the 2010s or the 2000s, Steve Nash got two MVPs and he wasn't mentioned. So it was, a, it was a horse crap MVPs. Like so what I'm saying is, is don't make the, don't make the don't make the MVP this grand thing and a person won two back to back and you calling it horse shit. I love it when you make my arguments for me because I know who you're going to pick and his MVPs are horse crap. Then if that's what we're doing. But what I'm saying is some people got LeBron fatigue that LeBron deserves more than five MVPs. Hell, it's not this is year 17. It's still not a better player in the league than LeBron. You saying is Kobe it, don't des- didn't deserve any in the 2000s? We can we can sit here and argue that because we can split. We can split his we can split Nash's two between him and Duncan if we want to be technical. If we him really and Shaq, dog. Him and Shaq. No, 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 no. no. Him and Shaq, dog. Duncan got two MVPs, dog. Duncan could have three. I'm, what I'm saying is the two that Nash got can be split, just to be real. But we're talking about a whole different decade right now. It's LeBron James. Minus all the accolades, all the first team, all NBAs. We can go into all that. But you know one thing that he did that no one else ever done? He was down three to one to a team that was 73 and nine. One of the greatest teams that was ever put together, greatest teams we ever saw. And he came, he spearheaded the comeback and won the championship over the team that was 73 and 9 and had a godforsaken unanimous MVP on it. LeBron James. You got to go with LeBron James, man. Career and in this decade, he averaged 26, 7.6 rebounds, 7.7 assists. 1.5 steals, 53% from the field, 36% from the field goals. Weezy, the stat you were trying to get to was he went to eight straight finals appearances during this time. Three champions, four, if you including this year, like Jeff mentioned, all the accolades. We haven't seen this before. He came into the league with 
all the pressure of the world on him and he overachieved that pressure. We never thought we would see what we are seeing from LeBron James, especially in year 17. Yes, he went to the Heat, the Heatles. He had my boy Dwayne Wade at Chris Bosh. But look at what he did with those teams in Cleveland. There's not too many people that could take that Cleveland team and do the things that he did. The, so Cleveland, you go shit was, the Cleveland shit was in the last era, though, Doc. In the 90s? Mm -hmm. oh, what? Mm -hmm. it, was, it was in the 2000s. Not the not the championship Cleveland team, yeah. you know. No, the early ones was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm saying with that Cleveland team, you're talking about that Cleveland team that Jeff's favorite basketball player plays for, and Kevin Love, who's an Hall of Famer. So All right. Kevin, ooh, Kevin Love a Hall of Famer is a straight. Well, Kevin Love is a Hall of Famer, first ballot. That ain't no that ain't no question about that. Pack that shit up. But you gotta so you gotta go with LeBron James, right? Wait, nobody's gonna say nothing about that. Like, nobody's gonna let that ride. Kevin Love is a Hall of Famer, dog. He's a 10-time All-Star, bro. He's a 10-time All-Star, bro. I don't know if a he'll be first. max contract player, and he got two. I don't know if he'll be first ballot, but he'll be All-Star. He'll be, I mean, he'll be a Hall of Famer. If Tracy McGrady is that's a the, Hall of Famer, right. LeBron James, everything that you guys said, man, one of the most, if you bring in his career, 20, 17 years, he'll, he'll play 20 years like Kobe did. Um, in the earlier parts of those decades, he played with two really good teams. So... The early part of that decade, he played with the Cleveland. He did play with the Miami Heat, right? Got hella Hall of Famers with him, right? Goes to Cleveland, figures it out, gets a championship, mm -hmm. does what he's supposed to do. Then he goes to L.A. and sets out a year. Rex gives back, and now he's playing for championships again. The help that he had pales into comparison to what we're talking about. With all of those players that he played with, from Chris Bosh to Dwayne Wade, Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving, Anthony Davis. That's a total, what, five Hall of Famers? It's a lot of help. That's the most help in NBA history, y'all. Don't y'all let him do this. That's, I, it ain't, it's my list. Who list this? It's my list. It's my so person let's, of the air. Let's go. So who's, your, who, who's your goat? Then you move right along to Stephen Curry, right? In the early part of the 2010s, he wasn't an all-star caliber player. He dramatically improved once Mark Jackson got there and got going. Steph came into the league, I want to say, in 2009. He didn't really get his feet rolling until got a little later in that, but ended up getting unanimous MVPs. He's a scoring champion, steals leader. Things of that nature. The best player of the 2010 decade, to me, is Kevin Durant. He's a four-time scoring champion, six-time All-NBA performer. Everything, all the criteria that we talk about, Kevin Durant knocks those out of the park. All-Star MVP, whatever the next may be, and he has two finals MVPs in that era. Was he the was he the best player on the best team? Yeah. And it just so happens to be that he played with the Golden State Warriors. But I think Kevin Durant, what he did, the way he dominated throughout the decade, I gotta go with KD. Has he LeBron, not played with two Hall of Famers? Yeah. LeBron beat him. KD LeBron beat him. Three. I'm sorry. Le Russ. LeBron, LeBron beat who? Kevin, Kevin Durant. Durant. Twice. And what? The once. finals. Beat him once. No, he beat, he beat who? He beat, beat who? He beat Kevin Durant? 
Yeah. LeBron James ain't never beat Kevin. Nah. He wasn't. Yes, he he beat that Warriors team. Kevin Durant wasn't on that. No, 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 no. Oklahoma City made Oklahoma the finals. City Oklahoma okay, City made the finals. Yeah. That was the first. His first championship was over Oklahoma yeah. City. You know what he did? You know, he was 12 years old on that, dog. So we count that when LeBron James got swept by the Spurs in the decade prior? Come no, on, he just man. bringing up this truth, James. We can't get to make sure what's happening out the decade like you told me with that clue. No, I'm saying that was that was in the last decade. That We, we ain't even bringing that up. I'm not studying that. That was in a totally different era. What did KD do before? Can I, can I say something? Before he left OKC. You said LeBron played with five Hall of Famers. Throughout his career. Yeah, for sure. Steph? Clay, Draymond, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. Those are five lockdown. Ain't no question, Hall of Famers. Ain't no question, Hall of Famers. Real quick, though. Okay. Not one question. When he was the best player on that team, though, think about when he played with Westbrook. What about think it? about that. What about it? The year, they, the year Golden State, the year that they lost three to one, they were up three to one on Golden State with KD the best player. Then Draymond got in his ear and then he went to Golden State. You know that, right? You know that, right? Russell Westbrook ran him away from OKC. Not arguing that. I'm just saying that James Harden was a six man on that team. You have to look at where the players' trajectory was when they played together. James Harden was not a bro, he got traded for fucking pennies to the Rockets. They gave him away. Kevin Love was at the top of his career when Kyrie Irving was Kyrie Irving but you at the top of his career. All-star, so you still they drafted counting, Kyrie, by the way. You, you still count? We still count Kevin Love when he was at Minnesota. You still count that? You said ten-time All-Star. He wasn't. He ain't been included in ten years. The what the question was was Kevin Love a Hall of Famer? That's I mean, all we was talking about. We knew Russell Westbrook was going to be just as good when he was playing with Kevin Durant. We, we knew Russell Westbrook was gonna be an MVP, but he was not. Yes. Bro, come on, man, get the fuck. <laughs> I did. Nobody, bro. <laughs> you didn't think Russell no, no, no. Westbrook was gonna be, gonna be oh, wait, a wait. great player when he's playing with KD? Yeah, MVP, bro. You have to look at people when they're when you when you look at the all time teams of when they're players. You go on NBA Two K right now, and you look at that team. Russell Westbrook was an eighty four on that team, bro. That's okay. not I, a Hall of Famer. You can say the same I, thing about Steph. When Steph was early, did you think he was gonna be an MVP? Bro, when when KD played with Steph, he played he with was, an MVP. Steph was he, an MVP. He was an player. MVP caliber player, and Russell Westbrook was not. So that's that's the point. KD was playing with a MVP caliber player when he, he when he was. He got better as he got older, Coach. He was not an MVP. You think James Harden's MVP caliber player when he played with the, with the the Thunder? I'm not but talking about him. Talk- I'm talking about Steph. You Steph have to look at him how when he played with them. Were they the player that they ended up being? Can I, can I play with those guys at their peak? Was Russell Westbrook the at the peak of his career when he played with KD? Yes. Yeah. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. The next year, the, the next year he won the MVP. The next year he won the MVP. KD left in the very next year. Russ wins the MVP. Was Kyrie playing his best basketball playing with LeBron James? Some of it, yes. Yes, no, no, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Come on, man. No doubt. I'm agreeing Is, with you. Was KD playing his best? I mean, was still playing his best ball when he played with KD? Yeah, bro. What, what, what are you talking about? Yes. So what are you? Ta- what? What? Yes. I don't see how you just say LeBron is not the the, the player of the 2010s. I guess. Hey, what I'm when they match up against each other? Probably two one. The two years when it was a super duper team. 
but it was. They it was won, I mean, they beat and they beat Cleveland. They did. They won both times. They did. They sure Gentleman did. Gentlemen sweet. It, yeah, they sure did. And I was four oh one of them. Years. So yeah, so and so if you look at yes, yeah, definitely four oh. So if you look at it, what are we yeah. talking about? KD he, is a very he good. He won four team. scoring titles during that during that era, dog. Four, four. Great, all dude. NBA performer, all stars, all star game MVPs. Everything y'all talking about the accolades. I get it. Doing doing that doing them times that they he beat them two one. Who was better, Steph or Kyrie? Oh man, oh shit. Oh, Steph. So what are we talking about? That's why he had the better person to go along with him. That, so the greatest, if, the greatest shooter in NBA history. So we taking away. So he that's something that he can't. Because that's, that's, that, something... that's what you're doing with with LeBron saying he played with three the two best players in Dwayne Wade. But them boys got beat like that, and they and they he had he had help, dog. He had help. Yeah, hell, you act like LeBron doing that shit by himself, like Kobe did with Paul Gasol. He made Paul Gasol dog. We're not talking about Kobe. We talking about KD. KD I'm, did that I'm shit just, with him. I'm just giving you a person that actually made a person a dog. He yeah, made that's Powell fine, Gasol. but KD did that shit with help, bro. He literally told Paul Gasol, "Hey, watch me play during the Olympics. If you don't come back with this type of intensity, we're not gonna win." It was a totally different Paul Gasol the next year. And I get it. That's you don't you don't really watch Kobe Bryant like that. Just like no, I don't no. watch Russell Westbrook. No, no, no. I get it. I'm not saying that's kind of insulting, but I'm not saying Paul Gasol, um, Kobe didn't say it to Paul Gasol. That's not what I'm saying. This you said he made Paul Gasol. Paul he Gasol did. Was, you turned him into a dog. Paul Gasol was soft. <laughs> Paul Gasol was soft as a Laker. You know what Kendrick Perkins? Kendrick Perkins had Paul Gasol in a trunk. Kendrick Perkins ain't never had nobody in no trunk. Oh, you was yeah. a damn lie. The, yeah, the, the series, bro, they, was, bro. He averaged eighteen and ten against them. That's in the trunk. Talk yeah. to his face, middle of the game. I got you locked up live on TV. Yeah, you no, know, I get got, that. Get... 18, 18 and ten. Total to oh, his face. Go. Eighteen and ten, up. and that's locked up. No, on, locked baby. up is a locked up is some situations we done seen. We got to get to these 2020s for the prediction, man. Prediction of the 2020s. Who's going to dominate that era? Oh, this is the easiest. I got Durant having a four-year run right here because he's coming back off an injury. and He's still going to be top-tier player. So he he really has a shot. So it, my choices were Kevin Durant, um, probably Luka having a very strong case as well, and my dark horse would be either Zion or John Morant. Mm. My pick, because we've only had – short for this time based off what he's done in just his short amount of time is Luca, like you said. He's only been in the league two years. He's already been NBA all first team and all-star in his second year. And he was running for MVP that second year. If he hadn't got injured with Przingis, we don't know what happens in the bubble with that Dallas team. If it was a fifth, I know we all say that, but they were looking damn good before them boys got injured. But True. he's only going to get better with time. So with him being so young, and I don't know how that, even though Kevin Durant, I know he's seven feet, so he doesn't have to get to his spot, but that that injury could still be tricky. So I, I got to go with Luke on this. Yeah, it's a, it's a kid playing in Los Angeles, man, just playing with LeBron James for the next couple of years. He's only 27 years old. His name's Anthony Davis. He's going to get some help. He might not stay in L.A., probably go to Chicago, make them a winner. Uh, Anthony Davis is poised to be a perennial all-pro Hall of Famer trajectory. He's going to be benefited by playing with LeBron James. It's not going to be a situation where he's going to have to do everything by himself. And then by the time 
he has to be by himself. He'll probably have Dame Lillard, DeMar DeRozan, a couple of players with him, Brad Bill, that can keep the, the train moving. So I think Anthony Davis, him being 27 right now, going on to 28, will be the best player of the 2020s. I just hope they stay healthy. He's right there in front of him. Yeah, He's right there in front of him. Luca for sure. I don't think Luca will have um, enough help for the first five years of this decade. And he's going to run into Anthony Davis. So, yeah, give me – and y'all know Luca's my guy. But, yeah. Anthony Davis didn't – well, they're going to get him – if they get him help, he got to get that help because he didn't – I know, they're going to get him some help because he got the – he has Rich Paul behind him, which will force teams to <laughs> help you out, like how they did with LeBron James. Let's sure. rule the world, baby. Hey, that's, hey, that's what he did. He pushed – he changed the, the narrative of playing by yourself and forcing teams to help you because if KG said and ruined his career playing in Minnesota, had a lot of players go through that, man. So to see the fact of what Rich Paul and LeBron James did for the NBA and just player and power movement, man, um, for, as far as a career, man, it's, it's insane what he did for sure. For sure. Yeah, man. We will post um, questions about this on IG to see if people can vote on this. And we have two people for each decade. We got um, KD and LeBron James for the 2010s. We have Tim Duncan and Kobe Bryant for the 2000s. And we have Michael Jordan versus Akeem Olajuwon for the 90s. So let us know. You guys can get in on this vote. We will discuss it on our live coming up this week as well. So, yeah, man, that's fun. That was good. That was good stuff. Yeah, no, for sure. Gets a little tricky, you know, people – have their favorites. You got to play your favorites. Got to play your favorites. For sure. And you have people that people hate, too. If, you know, hey, we can stretch this out a little bit. Wrap it up. My boy, you know, two years. My boy finna get two more rings. So he'll have five. Most definitely. <laughs> and my boy, I'm talking about Steph Curry, for sure. Um, tweet know. us with the questions. What's that? No, we know. Okay, my bad. <laughs> and that's always with questions throughout the week at Full Sport Press. Don't forget to comment, give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page, on the iTunes page. Please rate and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. Tell a friend. To tell a friend. Jeff. Camera's always on, brother. Damn right, Jeff. Wheezy. Everything paid for, baby. Sure. Coach Lock. Get a drummer song. Sure. The revolution will be podcasted. Cameraman, we are out. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Thank you for listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast. To catch up on prior episodes, visit the SoundCloud page. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend. The revolution will be podcasted.